keep me free in the struggle. You know, you're in a battle. You're gonna take some, you're gonna take some friendly fire. You gotta realize you marching towards a man. <laughs> you gotta realize where you're going. You watch, you, you're marching towards someone. You're, you're marching towards the king of kings. You're marching towards the prince of peace. You're marching towards the Lord of lords. You're marching towards someone. You're marching towards someone. That's the difference between just walking around. See, all the world and universe walks around, stumbles around in darkness, stumbles around trying to maybe catch, hit a lick, trying to maybe put the right potion together that can open up some treasure chests in heaven and pour out blessings. See, everyone's groping around for arm, groping around for direction, groping around for understanding. They're not marching towards someone. See, when you're a born-again believer, you're marching towards someone. Shedding the extra weight of your life. Becoming clear. Becoming focused. No longer just confused. No longer. Just confused. You know you're in a fight. And it's a spiritual fight. And this fight is for the sanity of your mind. The direction of your thoughts. The course of your life. This fight is over who you believe and what you believe in. And how that translates into your life. This fight is where the focus of your victory is. Where the understanding of your defeat lies. This fight is for your very essence. And your eternal place in God. And the family of God. So I understand now as I mature. When Paul says, I, 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 I rejoice when I'm put to the test. I rejoice in, in, in afflictions and in, in situations and in, in misunderstandings. What he's saying is that because you're trying to live and you're living a coarse, righteous life. Your life in Christ doesn't mean that your life understanding will be understood by those around you. So they might say to you, well, you've never made amends for that. They might say to you, well, you never made amends for this. 
And you might say, I'm trying, but I need help too. Because you're walking on a path of life, but you're walking towards a man's seat. You and I, we both understand that if I really, if I really think about it enough, I got my life to live and, or I can live someone else's life. So many people have been formed and shaped by another person, dead or alive, just that you live in daddy's life. You live in mama's life. And some people get to the place where they lose track and understanding of their own thoughts and goals. Trying to live out somebody else's life who may not even be alive anymore. I'll make good use of the time, see. You think you can just be in relationship with the living God and it don't mean anything. Many of us believe we can be in relationship with the living God and it not. Really don't mean that much. It don't really mean that much. It's just a sidebar that I have. Something extra that I uh, appeal to from time to time. Trying to deal with your mind. Trying to deal with your heart. Wanting to see if there's anything left in you that's of value. Can you be a good man for your God? Can you be a good woman for your God? Are we just rebellious? Nobody wants to take up the hand of righteousness anymore because they think it's, it's, it's confused. To bring your thoughts in line with your Lord is not righteousness that you produce. It's a relationship. There ain't no self-righteousness. Any righteousness you seek to obtain comes from your relationship to Christ and in Christ. Who do you belong to? Who wakes you up in the morning? Live your life without direction, born again believer. 
You have no goals, no spiritual goals. You got monetary goals. You got physical goals, want to get that body in shape. You got mental goals, want to read more books. You want to understand how to invest your money this year. You got all these goals, but no spiritual goals. You need spiritual goals. Good people of the living God. If you don't have goals, spiritual goals in your life, and you a shipwrecked spirit hoping for the proper dock to receive you, but you got a Lord that died for your sins. You don't have to be adrift in your pain. You don't have to be adrift in your sorrow. You don't have to be adrift in your suffering. You don't have to be adrift in your misunderstanding of life. You don't have to be adrift. You don't have to be adrift in anything. You don't have to be adrift. You can set roots. You can set the proper roots down. You can set the proper roots in your life down. I feel like I'm rambling a little more than usual today. I'm a little heartbroken. I used to hear this phrase long time ago. You have to give the devil, have to give the devil something. You have to give the devil something to do. If the devil ain't showing up in your business somewhere, ah, this is a hard one. Because he always comes through your loved ones. The devil always comes through your loved ones. The devil always shows up through the ones that's closest to you when he don't like what you're doing. The devil always shows up to the ones that are closest to you when he don't like what you're saying. The devil always shows up to the ones that's closest to you when he's trying to derail you from going in deeper in the Lord. He's trying to keep you from going deeper in the Lord, but he has to understand that he's only picking devices. He's only picking devices that will be shed and cast aside and cast off by why? By who? By the one with the blood, by the one with the flesh and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that's attached to your spirit. You got a spirit, you got a flesh and blood attached to your spirit, born again believer. You got a flesh and blood attached to your spirit. You're not alone. 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 Attached to your flesh and blood is the Holy Spirit. Attached to the flesh and blood is the Holy Spirit. Attached to your flesh and your blood is the Holy Spirit. You're not alone. Born again believer. It resides in your kingdom. 
It resides deep down inside of you. This is a relationship that's in your spirit. You said you was the temple of the living God. You said that the Holy Spirit resides in you. Well, you need to know what that means. We need to know what that looks like. We need to know what that sounds like. We need to take stock and investment in what that actually is in the spirit. And we need to put something on it. We need to groom that thing. We need to make that thing come forth. We need to birth it forth from a kingdom inside of us. We need to birth it forth so it can come out and be a lifestyle. So it can be a lifestyle. You talk about <laughs> an alternative lifestyle. Begin to live the life of the spirit. 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 You'll live the true God. You'll live the true God, the true alternative lifestyle. And your Lord Jesus Christ, begin to live in the spirit of the Lord and see what happens around you. See what happens around you. See how the earth begins to quake around you. See how the enemies begin to notice you and how they begin to seek to attack you in the most subtle ways. See how they begin to, you understand something is that when you begin to grow in the Lord, when you begin to become elevated, in the spirit, in the spirit of the Lord, you begin to realize one thing that the enemy gets sneakier. The enemy gets more sneakier and cunning. The enemy gets what plays a nutrition game against you. It's a nutritional war with the enemy. He believes he can bleed you out. He can bleed you out with nutrition. He can bleed you out with malnutrition. He can bleed you out. He can make it so everybody around you don't want to know your God. He can make it that everybody around you don't want to seek the spirit of your living God. He'll make it that those around you, the close around you, don't even understand and want to know what you're talking about when you're talking about the Holy Spirit having the greatest part in your life. Don't even know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? I thought we was walking this way. I thought we was walking that way, but you want to walk over there to that man, Lord Jesus. You want to walk over there and that man, Lord Jesus. You want to go out and meet that man. Well, I got some other things to do. I'll get back to you maybe a little later, but you trying to go out and meet the Lord Jesus Christ. They go out, they're trying to go out and meet a good time in the world, even if it's just floating on a raft in a boat in the in middle of the ocean, in the middle of the sea, sipping, sipping on patina paladas and a lot of capinas and all the kind of other drinks that they like to drink when they float. You were a floater. You would a person, you would a, you would, you, you would a person that's a floating, has a floating spirit. They're a floater. I understand being a floater. Couldn't make my mind up if I really want to love the Lord. Cause see, if I want to love the Lord, then I got to become obedient. If I really want to love the Lord, then I got to become obedient to his spirit. I got to become obedient to his word. I got to become obedient to his nature. I got to find out what his personality is like. If I really want to love the Lord, I got to find out what he likes. I got to find out what he enjoys. I got to find out how he wants my mind. I got to find out how he wants me to think. You see, your God is a thought regulator. When you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, he begins to reorder your thought life. He begins to change your thought life. He don't like the way you think. He don't like the way his bride thinks. So he begins to work on your mind by working on your heart. Holy Spirit begins to go to work on you, but we kick against the bricks. We resist. 
I don't like that Holy Spirit. I don't like this Holy Spirit. I don't like what you're showing me, God, about myself. So let me put it on somebody else. I don't like what you're showing to me about myself. So let me put it on somebody else. It's somebody else's fault, the reason why I am the way I am. It's somebody else's fault, the reason why I think way I think it's somebody else is doing I'm not the one it's somebody else is doing but not realizing that it may have been somebody else that introduced you to the other thing but you picked it up you picked it up and ran with it and then you begin to fashion it for yourself and that became the personality that you indulge in making it your own making your personal pain your own decorating it up in the suit that you wanted to look like and how you wanted to be suited now it's yours. Now you live in daddy's and mama's pain, dressed up like you wanted to be dressed up. You're dressing up mama's pain. You're dressing up daddy's pain. You adopting the lifestyle of those that came before you and not the lifestyle of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit says, stop in the name of love. There's a whole nother relationship inside of you that you need to examine. You need to explore. You need to have and ask my God to open up your understanding so you can see the other relationship that's inside of you, born again believer. You're not an orphan. You're not just open to anybody's conversation. You're not just open to anybody's interpretation. You're just not open. You've been bought with a price. I woke up this morning hearing how I was bought with a price. I woke up this morning hearing how I was bought with a price, how I'm not my own because I got into the word. I just listened to it over the phone, over my phone while it's playing. And I heard the man say, he said, you are not your own. You have been bought with a price. Therefore, if you've been bought with a price, you just can't think the way you want to think. <laughs> you just can't act the way you want to act. You just can't do the things you want to do. You got to temper that thing. You got to tap it down in the name of Jesus. You got to bring it to the Lord and ask him to look it over. Can you sign on to this man's cause? Can you sign on to this woman's cause? Is their heart right and beckoning to you, Lord God? Are they wanting to come out and meet you? This is the 18-minute preacher going a little long, so forgive me for these last 20 seconds. But I got to dance it out in my spirit just a little bit because I'm going out to meet the Lord. I'm going out to meet the man. I'm going out to meet my Savior, my God. I don't want unnecessary baggage. I want it burned. All the unnecessary stuff will be shed, will be dropped off along the path, will be dropped. I just bring him the purity of my heart, the purity of my love, the purity of my joy, the purity of his mercy. I'm going to give it back to him. I'm going to hand back his spirit to him. I say, you placed your Holy Spirit back in me, and now I'm coming home with it. I'm traveling with your Holy Spirit, God. I'm traveling with your Holy Spirit. I'm going to bring it back to you in a, re in a reuniting ceremony. We're going to reunite these things. The Holy Spirit you placed in me, I'm bringing it back to you and we're going to reunite in a ceremony that's going to rock the world that's going to rock the universe that's going to rock the galaxy that's going to rock eternity in the name of jesus i'm coming home to you i'm going out to meet a man